0: Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weightloss. That's PlushCare.com slash weightloss. PlushCare.com slash weightloss. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 173 of The Big Cruise Podcast, My name is Paz, I'm one of your hosts, and it's always a great pleasure to introduce you each and every week to a brand new episode of All Things Cruise. Now, uh, Chris is currently on uh, Queen Victoria, sailing somewhere out in the Pacific. He has kindly sent through some audio from the ship, which we'll share with you in just a minute. But first of all, a couple of thank yous. First of all, thank you to Thomas in Northern California. Thank you so much for the fascinating and insightful reporting on all things cruise around the world. Uh, Thank you, Thomas. You kindly sent us some coffees. That's the donation system. Buy me a coffee. Thank you very, very much. Uh, We really do appreciate that. And thank you for your kind words, too. Uh, Paolo got in touch now. This was back in December, so sorry, Paolo. Um, I've been catching up on the the old emails. Um, Happy December. Well, Happy February to you, mate. Um, hope you're well. I'm a bit behind my podcast, but not to worry, I have a week on QM2 to get well and truly up to date. Awesome news. Um, we're sailing today and going to turn off the phone. As you know, she's been in dry dock for a month and is looking great. I just wanted to share a few things I've already noticed in the first hour that I've been on board. First of all, very extensive furniture renovation. You've probably seen the walk around video of the reupholstered Commodore Club seating and carpets. They look really superb, and it totally elevates and changes their space. The spa pools and woodwork have all been replaced. It really did look quite disgraceful and it's now quite stunning again. Same for the outside pools and all the wood sanded and tiling replaced. Every deck chair replaced both frame and cushions, hundreds of them. I dread to think how much that one cost. The grills lounge, which was a very sorry room, uh, now has new furniture and carpet and really makes it somewhere you would really want to go to. And generally, the carpets have been replaced in lots of public areas with the same design. A notable change is the stateroom corridors, which had a weird, faded design, which are all now very, very different. That's all for now. I'll be sure to keep uh, uh, adding to the list. Well, thank you for that, Polo. We do know that you love uh, QM2. You have given us a couple of reviews of that uh, that beautiful ship, and... uh, Glad that they are spending a bit of money on her and making her look spectacular. And funnily, as you should say that, as I am recording this, uh, Queen Mary 2 is actually in Fremantle today. Uh, she's, of course, undertaking uh, part of her world cruise and is visiting uh, Western Australia today, alongside the MS Volendam, of course, from Holland America line. Um, she's also completing her Grand Australia and New Zealand voyage as well. Now, how can we get uh, past the introduction without uh, thanking those of you that sent in your audio answers to Chris's quiz? Um, We've got uh, quite a few to get through, actually, so uh, let's take a listen to some.
2: Hi, it's Dennis. Answer to the quiz question. It is Berengaria, former name, Imperator.
1: The Cunard Queen, who wasn't called Queen, that was the Berengaria. Oh, also known, uh, I'm going to go for bonus bonus points here by saying she was also known as the Limperator. Chris Frame fans know this quite well.
0: Hey, Chris and Baz, Zach here. I'm taking a guess at Chris's quiz, and I think the answer is Cunard's Berengar.
1: And also, a big thank you to Ian, who also wrote in via the website to answer that same question. The other Cunard Queen was the RMS Berengaria, and her other name was the SS Imperator. Thank you to Ian, Dennis, Zach, and Rick for all of your answers. There were a few others that did also answer but didn't give us you your name, so I can't unfortunately uh, acknowledge you. But uh, you gents, you have uh, received the bragging rights to Chris's quiz as of episode 172. Now let's get this show on the road. Let's get talking all things cruise. But first of all, let's get Chris on the line to hear what's happening out on Queen Victoria.
2: Hi, Baz, and hi to everybody. It's Chris here from on board the Queen Victoria, currently sailing towards the equator. And we're in the northern hemisphere, having just recently departed Honolulu, as part of QV's 2024 world cruise. Uh, This particular voyage that I'm on is going to take us across the equator and across the international dateline to uh, Apia and then onwards to uh, Suva in Fiji where I'll be leaving the ship. I'm on board as a guest speaker doing the Cunard history presentations uh, and have already presented one of uh, of the lectures on board the ship and had uh, a great audience uh, very interested to hear the history of Cunard and to learn a little bit more and what's been really nice is actually meeting many of the listeners from the podcast who are sailing on board the ship and getting people come up to have a chat with me afterwards saying that they listen to the podcast they enjoy the podcast and that they like the maritime history which of course makes absolutely makes my day it's just so nice to hear Uh, so the ship is sailing in calm seas the peaceful pacific definitely has its name today uh, and uh, no signs of any waves, hardly any ship's movement, and uh, beautiful sunny skies. So we spent some time in the swimming pools, some time out on deck uh, enjoying the views, and remarkably, although we are two days away from land now, there are still seabirds following the ship, and that is something that's quite interesting. Uh, when you, uh, you know, when you're at sea and you see the uh, the wildlife, particularly birds flying miles and miles away from any land, it's quite uh, quite interesting to think of how strong and uh, and resilient those um, those birds are. What's coming up next? Well, Queen Victoria will cross the international dateline, meaning that we will miss the 17th of February. That won't exist for us, for us on board the ship. Uh, of course, in reality, it's uh, just the, the way that uh, the uh, time zones work, but it is quite a strange feeling to know that you'll have an entire day that, uh, that doesn't really exist for you when you cross the dateline. Uh, Crossing of the Equator is going to take place tomorrow and uh, there will be a visit from King Neptune, uh, which of course is always uh, very exciting and a bit of a naval tradition. You might not know this, but the King Neptune tradition that we have on board cruise ships today is a very, very watered-down version of the original Crossing the Line ceremonies It dates back to the Age of Sail in these ceremonies uh the crews of ships the people who were traveling across the equator for the first time had to pay respects to king neptune and seek permission to continue with the ship across the equator in some instances the test of loyalty for the crew member who was crossing the equator for the first time was so severe that it also involved keel hauling which is in in essence when uh, a crew member was tied to ropes or chains that were uh, drenched over the side of the ship and you would be hauled underneath the ship and brought back up on the opposite side. Now for sailors, who many of which could not swim, it must have been terrifying. It'd be scary enough for somebody today to be asked to do something so so daunting. Uh, And of course it wasn't very safe. So there were uh, some unfortunate sailors who didn't make it across the equator uh, because of the fear and uh, sucking in water and and drowning. So today's ceremony is much much more tame than that. Uh, of course, it's uh, no one's required to go over the side of the ship. Uh, instead, uh, on board Queen Victoria and many of the cruise ships around the world, you will be asked uh, if you are if you're new to the equator, never crossed by ship before. You will be asked to um, to kiss the fish, pay your respects to King, King Neptune. There's a giant. Uh, fish that they will bring up on, on stage representing the ocean and the sea life. You get to uh, the opportunity to kiss the fish and then they will cover you in food from the ship's galleys, leftovers from the previous day's buffets uh, to make a huge, huge mess and then you're dumped in the pool, the swimming pool, the water dunking sort of symbolising that old tradition of um, sailors going into the water on the outside of the ship. If you are going to do the King Neptune Ceremony for the first time, my advice would be one of the first people to conduct the ceremony because you get to go into a clean swimming pool after 20 30 40 people it becomes quite disgusting in the swimming pool uh, as you can imagine with all that food floating around in there so i'm going to be videotaping that tomorrow i've actually got uh, some friends on board who are crossing the equator for the very first time so we'll try and get some footage of them going uh, into the pool and uh, meeting King king neptune which i will hope to be able to share on youtube baz Thanks so much for looking after the cruise news on your own this week. I uh, appreciate that uh, whilst we do have Starlink here, the internet connection and our schedules don't really align this week. And thanks so much to everybody for listening. Until next week, I hope to see you all on board. And back to you, Baz.
0: If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode.
1: The video of uh, the uh, ceremony there of the crossing of the equator. Now uh, let's jump into cruise news and I apologise when it's me doing news solo, it can go either way. But let's kick off with a trifecta of news from Carnival Cruise Lines. First of all, uh, lovers in the air, Carnival this week celebrated the biggest ever vow renewal at sea. That's right, on Valentine's Day... Carnival Cruise Line celebrated its biggest ever VAL Renewal at Sea, which was virtually officiated by Chief Fun Officer, that's CFO, Shaquille O'Neal, with over 600 guests on board Carnival Luminosa and Carnival Splendour being the first guests and first ships in the global fleet to partake in this Valentine's Day ceremony. This uh, has surpassed all numbers that happened in the previous years and has yet uh, become the the biggest celebration of uh, VAL Renewals at Sea to date. Carnival has also announced that Gwen Stefani will be honoured as the godmother of Carnival Jubilee. Now, uh, Carnival Jubilee, of course, did set sail on 23 December on her inaugural sailing from, from Port Galveston. Um, And, of course, Carnival Jubilee is the third of the Carnival XL-class ships, which are the LNG-powered vessels that carry about 6,500 guests and 1,700 crew. Uh, But Gwen Stefani is the three-time Grammy Award-winning global artist, and uh, she will be honoured with the uh, duties of naming the ship officially, which will take place in Galveston, Texas, on the 24th of Feb. So any day now as you're listening to this podcast. And lastly from Carnival, they have announced the 4th XL Exile-class ship. That's the LNG ships we were just talking about. The fourth one has been ordered and has been ordered from the German shipbuilder Meyerwerft. Uh, And that ship will be ready for the spring of 2027. And again, 180,000 tons carrying about 6,400 guests. And uh, this is actually the first new build order placed by Carnival Corporation in the last five years. Now, over at Princess this week, uh, they regrettably did have to delay the inaugural sailing of the Sun Princess as some last minute work was undertaken uh, to finalise her and ready her for her first. Uh, sailing. So the first sailing has now been delayed uh, by a week and will actually take place uh, on the 28th of February from Rome. But this week, on the 18th of February, they did officially take the keys and take in delivery of Sun Princess. And are just using those extra few days to uh, do those final checks and uh, balances. Now, of course, Sun Princess is the newest iteration of a Sun Princess. She's 175,000 tonne, uh, carries about 4,300 guests, and is going to be sending summer of 24. This is northern summer, 24 in the Mediterranean. And of course, we'll be back also in 2025. Some great news out of Pernant this week, they've announced some longer European grand voyages for long haul travellers. So it's particularly for the Australian and New Zealand uh, travellers, these are going to be very, very popular indeed. The first of these three is a grand voyage from Antalya in Turkey through to Venice. Uh, which will take place on the 17th of May 2025. It's 15 nights on board Lostrel, and will take in 16 ports visiting five countries, which include Turkey, Greece, Croatia, Slovenia and Italy. The second of these uh, Grand Voyages is Lisbon through to Antalya in Turkey. This is on the 18th of April 2025, on board Lastral, And this is 29 nights in duration, uh, visiting 28 ports in Portugal, Morocco, Spain, Italy, Malta, Greece and Turkey. And uh, this next one particularly attracts me. This is a Grand Voyage from Helsinki to Lisbon, departing 13 August 2025 on 26 nights on board La Laparus. Uh, 24 ports have visited over 12 countries, including Finland, the Netherlands, the UK, France, Spain and Portugal. Now, those sailings are already on sale. I think they'll be incredibly popular. And uh, we've we've already seen a a great deal of bookings for 2025 and even 2026 in some instances. So uh, if uh, a grand voyage of Europe on an intimate small ship of Pernant appeals, then reach out to your local travel agents. Next up, news from Holland America Line, who've announced that uh, the Alaska Cruise Tour programme has been enhanced, with refurbishments taking place at the McKinley Chalet Resort, of course the popular accommodation right in the heart of the McKinley National Park of course, the, the resort at the heart of everything Holland America does as is part of its cruise tour program into Alaska and also up into the Yukon, actually. Um, but the McKinley Chalet 28 Riverview rooms have been uh, taken offline. They've been substantially upgraded, receiving balconies and now enhanced suite uh, facilities as well. And they've also made some changes and improvements to the Klondike Gold Tour, which uh, expands into the region's famed Gold Rush experience visiting the a discovery claim site that launched the gold rush and the gold dredge 4 of course of course all very popular as part of the Alaskan experience when venturing further north Beyond just the cruise itself, so well done, Holland America Line. And last in the cruise news for this week, we've got some great news out of Norwegian Cruise Lines, who are supporting the Take Three for the Sea with the Surf Lifesaving uh, Club program taking place in uh, New South Wales and around Australia. Uh, as we know, the Take Three for the Take Three for the Sea has been supported by uh, NCL for quite some time. Uh, this uh, initiative aims to remove 42 million pieces of rubbish from the environment. Uh, 22 million people have been reached so far, taking part in uh, Take 3 for the Sea via social media. And 129 different countries have participated in Take 3 for the Sea with Norwegian cruise lines around the world. But this latest initiative has taken place over the summer period from October 23 through to March of 2024. And we'll see more than 46 surf life-saving clubs across Australia signed up to the program, encouraging the, the young nippers, the young children that are participating in the surf life-saving club activities undertaking beach cleanups and uh, improvements in the local area each and every week. So uh, well done, NCL, and well done to Surf Life Saving Club. Uh, Australia for uh, participating Uh, it's going to make a huge difference I'm sure. Now that my friends is all we've got in cruise news this week Uh, looking at the time clip we're a pretty short show this week actually Uh, but Chris will be back next week we'll get things back to normal and uh, we'll weave in a bit more of Chris's quiz don't forget if you have uh, got a question that you want to send in to us you can do so via the website thebigcruisepodcast.com click on join the show and type it in Or, of course, you can leave us a voice note. And uh, we've had a couple of questions sent in already. I'm going to save those up. I'm going to pass them over to Chris early next week, give him a chance to do a bit of research, and then we'll weave those answers into uh, next week's show as well. So, yeah, if you've got a question, send it through. We love you to be a part of the show wherever you can. Uh, But if there's nothing else that you can do, simply listen, like, subscribe, and enjoy the show. And uh, we look forward to being back with you next week for episode 174. Thanks for listening.
0: That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage.